Greetings, everybody, and welcome to the Tigers Baseball Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Schulte, and here's what this podcast is. It is a candid, factual, truthful, fan-oriented podcast. I am just a fan. I'm not a journalist. I don't work for the Detroit Tigers. I don't have any affiliation with the Detroit Tigers Baseball Club other than the fact that I love my Detroit Tigers. My memories go back to 1984 and Kirk Gibson and Alan Trammell and Lou Whitaker, and I can quote you names like Jim Whalewander and Matt Noakes and Scott Livingstone. I can go back quite a distance in my memories of the Detroit Tigers and all the different players that played for them. And what we're going to do is we're going to just talk about every game of the season. That's 162 regular season games, all the spring training games. You're going to get my candid thoughts after every game. You're also going to get, like tonight's podcast, a basic statement of what I think the team is doing, where I think the team is going, what I think the team has done, and how I feel that affects the basically the way that this team is, is progressing or regressing, as, uh, as the case may be. So without further ado, let's get into this. The winter meetings have just ended yesterday. It is December 11th at the time I'm recording this. The winter meetings just ended yesterday, and the Rule 5 draft happened. Detroit, of course, did not sign any free agents before the Rule 5 draft. They uh, tendered all nine of their um, available people, all, all nine of the players that could have e either gone to arbitration or been tendered an offer. They went ahead and tendered them an offer. That includes Nico Goodrum, Daniel Norris, Matt Boyd, and Michael Fulmer, as well as Jacoby Jones and some others. Uh, they lost Will Vest in the Rule 5 draft. They picked up a minor league pitcher, and they picked up a minor league outfielder. Now, here's the thing about Akil Badu. The guy who was selected number three in the Rule 5 draft, if you don't know what the Rule 5 draft is, do a little bit of homework. It's, it's not that difficult to understand. The basic important parts of this is, I should say important parts of this are, that you have to be protected. You have to be on the 40-man roster by the time you're 22 if you were drafted out of high school and 23 if you were drafted out of college. So if you were drafted out of college in 2017, you have to be on the roster. If you were drafted out of high school in 2016, you have to be on the 40-man roster by this year. Or you can be taken in the Rule 5 draft. This is the reason that Detroit was a little bit nervous and lost Anthony Castro on the waiver wire to Toronto earlier this week because... He had to be released. He had to be placed on waivers, and once he cleared waivers, he could have been designated for assignment and sent down to the minors if they chose to do that with him, clearing a spot on the forty-man roster so they would be able to pick up Akil Badu. Now, Akil Badu is a left-handed outfielder drafted out of high school in Georgia. In 2016, he was the Twins' first overall draft pick in 2016. Here's the deal with Akil Badu. A lot of people are hollering and screaming about, oh, well, he's he's. what are you going to do with Kristen Stewart? What are you going to do with Travis Demerit? What are you going to do with Derek Hill? What are you going to do with Daz Cameron? 
because you have to carry this guy on your 26-man roster the entire season. If you do decide to send him back to the minors, you have to offer him back to the team that you selected him from first. You paid $100,000 to get him. You offer him back for $50,000. So if nothing else, the Tigers are out $50,000, and they know that this guy can't play in the majors just yet. From from Badu's standpoint, he's had a look at major league. He'll have had a look at major league pitching. He'll have had a chance to play in the majors. He'll have had a chance to experience the bright lights. The bright lights, the big city. Although the big city being Detroit, it's not going to be very bright. But you know, he'll have experienced it anyway. So here's the deal. A little bit of background on Akil Badu. In 2019, he was with the single A Cedar Rapids squad, and he hit 243. He had 11 triples. Sorry, he had 12 triples, 11 homers, and 22 doubles. He also stole 24 bases. He's left-handed. He can play center field, but he's probably better suited for left or right. Now, let's compare that to another outfielder who Detroit has right now their number one draft pick in 2018, a guy by the name of Riley Green. Sorry, in 2019 is when they drafted Riley Green. So Riley Green goes to Connecticut and hits 351. Couple of homers, couple doubles, some runs scored, did okay. Sorry, he doesn't go to Connecticut. He did that in Lakeland for the Lakeland Flying Tigers. There for the Lakeland or sorry, the Lakeland um yeah, I believe it is the Flying Tigers. Anyway, it's their their rookie league affiliate, their West Coast their Gulf Coast League affiliate. So he hits 351, earns himself a promotion to Connecticut, to the Connecticut Tigers, which is in the New York Penn League. Still the rookie leagues, but a little bit more competition. And you could tell that because he only hit 295 there. Well, if you go by single A and single A, in Riley Green's limited time in Class A West Michigan, bit bigger ballpark than Florida and New York, bit tougher to hit in, in that ballpark, and it's evidenced by the fact that his batting average dropped to 219. Now, for his entire for the entire year, he averaged 271. He had eight homers and drove in some runs. Didn't do too badly. Akil Badu hit 243. As I said before, 22 doubles, 24 steals, 12 triples, 11 homers. They're both left-handed. To me, it seems like they got themselves a slightly more seasoned baseball player in Akil Badu. Now, with all that being said, you're saying, okay, well, what's he going to do at the big league level? Nobody knows. And here's the thing. Right now, who do you got playing left field? You got Victor Reyes. You got Kristen Stewart. You might have Travis Demerit. Travis Demerit's better suited to right. Daz Cameron is in right. I'm going to tell you right now, folks, Derek Hill is not going to get a sniff of the Major League roster this year. He had to come up last year because of an injury. He's not going to get a sniff this year. He might, keyword being might, be a September call-up, but I highly doubt it. He's just not that good offensively. His defense is outstanding. His, his speed is blazing. He's got the ability to track a baseball quite well. He's an overall defensive stud, but he doesn't have what it takes offensively right now. He still needs a little more time. Now, everybody's sitting there going, well, 
He was drafted in 2014. How does he need more time? He missed quite a few s- bits of quite a f- of the first four seasons of his career because he was hurt. He got hurt in the summer camp last year. He had some knee issues. That slowed him down, but they were still con- they still considered him for the alternate site and they kept him there and then they brought him up in late August, early September. The guy that he replaced, Kristen Stewart, <laughs> wasn't doing much better. We've seen Kristen Stewart over two years now. We've seen Kristen Stewart over two years plus September of 2018. He is not in favor with the Tigers brass right now, I don't think. He got sent down to the alternate training site when they recalled Derek Hill. Well, sorry, when they called up Derek Hill. Don't be surprised if you see the starting outfield on opening day in Cleveland or whenever it's go- wherever it's going to be next year. If COVID doesn't affect things, it'll be in Cleveland. We can all hope. Don't be surprised if on April 1st in Cleveland, your starting outfield for the Detroit Tigers is Victor Reyes in left, Jacoby Jones in center, Daz Cameron in right. With Akil Badu sitting on the bench in the dugout going, oh my God, I just made it to the big leagues. Because Detroit has to carry him or else offer him back to Minnesota for $50,000. I don't think they're going to do that. I think with a with a hitter, with a position player like Badu, you can take a chance and hold on to them for the season a lot easier than you can with a pitcher. Let's look at the last three Rule 5 draft picks that Detroit had. 2018, they selected Victor Reyes. He's still here. He's still in Detroit. He's actually productive. 2019, they selected a guy named Reed Garrett. He made it to the beginning of August, got absolutely smoked by the Oakland A's, and got sent back down to the minors. Texas said, we'll take him for $50,000. They paid the $50,000 to get him back. He's in Texas now. 2020, they selected Ronnie Garcia from the Yankees, and they kept him. Now, they were lucky because it was only a 60-game season, and they were able to protect him a little bit. But they still kept him for a full season, which means now he can go back down to AAA and do get a little more seasoning, just like Victor Reyes did in 2019. Victor Reyes didn't start last year in Detroit. He started 2020 in Detroit because he made the team right out of camp. But in 2019, he was sent down to Toledo, and he raked in Toledo. And then he came up to Detroit, and he did well in Detroit in 2019. But in 2018, he looked lost. But you know what? He was a fourth outfielder, and it didn't matter because they were able to protect him a little bit. They got him one or two games a week, and he was fine. He was a lot better because of that time that he spent in Detroit when he went down to Toledo in 2019. I think this is going to be the same thing you see with Akil Badu. I think what you're going to see is he'll be a fourth outfielder here in Detroit in 2021. He'll go back down to the minors in 2022, probably play in Toledo. And if they need somebody to come up, they'll call him up and he'll be their their sort of reserve guy that they need if if their fourth outfielder gets hurt. Or if their regular outfielders get hurt and they need somebody to come up and take that fourth outfielder spot. So what you'll see in 2021 is for the outfield in Detroit, you're going to see Reyes, Jones, Cameron, 
you might see Travis Demerit, but I, I, he hasn't done enough to show me personally that he's capable of handling what happens in Detroit and what happens with Major League Pitching. He did really well at the beginning when he first came over for Shane Green from Atlanta, but he kind of fell off a little bit in 2019 after the uh, right around set the beginning of the uh, middle of middle to end of August, beginning of September. And in 2020, he just didn't do enough to impress me in that shortened season. Granted, he didn't start the season with the team. He came up from the alternate site. And so I think 2021 is going to be a year where he has to really show the Tigers something. And he really has to show me something. I don't see him getting the call up on opening day. If Cameron struggles, he'll be right there in Toledo waiting to take his spot. And that's how it should be. Now, on to a couple of other things that have happened in the offseason. Namely, A.J. Hinch. Sorry, Tigers fans. I don't see A.J. Hinch being the savior next year. We're still going to finish in fifth place in the, uh, in the AL Central because of the fact that Kansas City actually has a manager who is as good as A.J. Hinch. Cleveland isn't going to fall off too much, even though they don't have Carlos Santana anymore. They'll probably trade Lindor before opening day. There's rumors that they're going to trade Carlos Carrasco. I still don't see them falling off that much. And Minnesota, even without Nelson Cruz, if he doesn't re-sign there, even without Trevor May, is still going to be pretty decent. Chicago's going to win that division walking away in 2021. I hate to say that. It makes me want to vomit just to say that, but I won't because nobody wants to hear that. Anyway, Chicago's going to win that division in 2021 walking away. You'll probably see Cleveland and Minnesota duking it out for second place. And in all honesty, I think the with the couple of moves that Kansas City has made, they'll be fighting for third. I don't think they'll finish in third. I think they'll finish in fourth, but it's going to be a lot closer to third place than Detroit's going to be to fourth place. And of course, then you'll have the Tigers finishing fifth. I'm hoping that I'm wrong, but I don't think that I'm going to be. I see this team winning 75 games in 2021. That's right now. We'll see what happens on the other side of things when when the team goes to spring training after free agents have signed what they do as far as free agency is concerned. I can tell you this, for you people who are looking to see David Dahl show up in Detroit, for people who are looking to see Eddie Rosario show up in Detroit, ain't going to happen. Detroit's going to sign a pitcher or two. They're going to sign another catcher, possibly re-signing Austin Romine or somebody of that caliber. They're not going to re-sign James McCann. He's probably going to end up going to the Mets. But I do see them re-signing possibly Austin Romine or picking up somebody else um, that level of free agent to basically help out Grayson Griner. Grayson Griner will be the backup. Jake Rogers will still be waiting in the wings down in Toledo. But I don't see them doing anything as far as an outfielder is concerned. They may re-sign Scope, although I doubt it because they're, they just made a they just uh, tendered. Nico Goodrum, and they want Willie Castro to play short, so you'll probably see Goodrum playing second. I would like to see them bring C.J. Crone back just because I feel that he was a good fit in Detroit and he really helped stabilize that clubhouse. That clubhouse played 
That team played well when he was there, and they kind of fell off when he left. He was a very big, he was a very good leader in that clubhouse from the looks of things. So I'd like to see them re-sign him. He'll be healthy come spring training time. And you know what? If they sign him to another one-year deal or maybe a one-year deal with an option for 2022, that would be a good thing because I got a feeling Spencer Torkelson ain't going to be too far behind. You might see him end of 2021. And uh, if they sign Crone to a one-year deal or a one-year deal with a two-year deal with an option for that second year, then they can just flip Crone uh, over for some trade value or don't even re-sign him, don't even pick up his option and have Torkelson at third and Candelario at first. That's the initial, inaugural, first ever Tigers baseball podcast, folks. Thanks for listening. Like and subscribe on your podcatcher of choice. We will be back with other news when it breaks about the Detroit Tigers. And, of course, we'll be back after the first spring training game to break that down all the way through to the end of the season. Thanks for listening, folks.